welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports fan perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Thursday, June the 9th. Ian Cameron and another special guest with us today, Nate Rapensky, joining us here on the uh, Ice Guys show today. Uh, uh, looking forward to breaking down Game 5, and it's a pivotal game in the Eastern Conference Final. Tampa Bay Lightning, New York Rangers, series tied 2-2. Get that feel that whoever wins tonight might win the series, just how important it is. But uh, first, before we get to that, Let's introduce Nate. Nate, welcome to the Ice Guys show. We've been texting back and forth for a while. You're an avid sports better these days, much like the rest of us here that uh, host the show and are on this show and tune into this show. So it's great. You're part of the crowd. You're part of the family now, uh, as far as I'm concerned. So welcome to the Ice Guys show and tell us a little bit about you and uh, what you've done hockey-wise in the past. Yeah, yeah, totally. Thanks, Ian, and, and um, pleasure to be here. I'm excited to be, you know, part of the show, and and obviously, as you mentioned, texting back and forth and, and sort of exchanging bets. I think um, we've been on the same side a lot in the last couple of weeks, so that's been fun. Um, but yeah, for 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 all the folks um, here, Nate Rapensky. Fun when those um, sides win, by the way. Yes, <laughs> those same sides. Yeah, they, they've been doing pretty well. We've, I think we've been we've been doing well in, in hockey basketball. So. Um, but yeah, you know, for, for folks out there, Nate Rapensky, um, based in, in New York, I, I live in New York City. So um, as I was saying to Ian, there's there's a little buzz around the city right now. Big game at, uh, you know, game five at Madison Square Garden tonight. Um, but my, my hockey background, um, I'm from Minnesota originally. So, um, you know, uh, I wish I could plug the wild and, and uh, you know, pick them tonight. But they were unfortunately out in round one. But huge Minnesota sports fan, have a lot of gambling biases that way. Um Hockey wise, grew up playing in Minnesota, played high school hockey, played junior hockey in, in the North American League uh, for the Bismarck Bobcats, um, and then ultimately played uh, a few years at, at Yale University, had the chance to be a part of a couple NCAA tournament teams um, there. And, and now, um, you know, more of a, a hobbyist. I haven't picked up the, the stick and skates in a while. Uh, it's a little tougher in New York, but obviously, you know, avidly have been following the playoffs and, and stay involved that way. So it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. And the betting interest, uh, how did that start? Uh, and uh, do you, which sports are you, do you like the most? Obviously, you're a hockey fan. We know that you played the game. You love hockey. Did you do the best betting wise with hockey? Do you do better at other sports? How's the betting thing going? Yeah, um, I, I follow sports. Uh, you know, since I was a kid, I basically watched everything. I played everything growing up. So I'm big, um, you know, hockey, baseball, football fan are probably the primary ones for me. But um, also, uh, into the, the NBA, been following that a lot more over the years, um, into the EPL now English premier league started to fall soccer. So I'm really all over the board. Um, you know, betting wise, I, uh, uh, you know, I guess retroactively, I could probably say this, but, uh, started using, uh, I think a bookie, uh, later in college. So the NCAA probably won't like that, but, um, at this point, I don't think they can, uh, <laughs> they can do anything to me. Um, and, and certainly wasn't, you know, betting on, on any of my own teams, but I got into college football a little bit, uh, at, my senior year of college and then you know have started to use as um you know books have legalized in new york i've uh, started to you know get on FanDuel and, and bet mgm and i'd say for me um you know i'm very seasonal i, I follow a lot of the sports um nfl is probably you know my main passion in terms of watching games i'm a huge minnesota vikings fan um but uh, uh that in, in college is generally where i probably have have the most expertise but obviously you know over the past couple months with fans back in stadiums and hockey that's probably been you know the other big one I've, I've been into lately and so that's uh that's been a blast as well 
Yeah, I find hockey took a little bit of a downturn for me when the bubble was going on. It was t- tricky, especially the the last year was a little bit more of a rocky road. But we got back to the normal way that an NHL season looks. Everybody's back in their old divisions, Atlantic Division, Central Division, Pacific Division, like we once knew it. Everybody's playing each other at least once. There's scheduling situations. There's those dynamics back in play again. It's a full 82-game regular season. And now it just got back to normal. And sure enough, I'm having an awesome NHL season. Uh Over 30 units of profit. It's been phenomenal. Uh, And I think just getting back to some semblance of normalcy with the NHL again for a full season has played a big part of that. You find that way? It's, it's, it's a bit better for you this year too? Yeah, I, I, w- I would say so. I mean, I think it's always hard when you get into the bubble. Um, obviously, you don't have home crowds and, and there's not a lot of, you know, atmosphere in, in these, you know, massive pro arenas. And so you saw it with the NBA too. It was like the Miami Heat went to the finals and, you know, at, at what part of that did, did guys were shooting three-point, you know, shots better because there were no fans. And so some parallels in hockey too. It's just a, it's just a weird thing when, when travel schedules are eliminated. So I found this year has been pretty good. Playoffs have been, you know, relatively profitable. I think people have slept on the lightning for whatever it was, the first couple of rounds, forgetting that they won, won two Stanley Cups in a row and, and the pedigree on the coaching staff and the team. And so I've been kind of on Tampa, as I'll you know, probably allude to later in, in the show. Um but uh, and that's been that's been profitable, um, and and I was wise enough to stay away from the Minnesota Wild, although I'm a fan. Um, so so things have been pretty good in the playoffs. Yeah, our my my colleague uh, on this show, one of our colleagues, he had his birthday yesterday. He's that's why he's not on the show today. Alex B. Smith, he's having his hangover day. We said we give him the day off. I think he will be on the betcast for a little bit tonight, though. But he's from Minnesota, actually, oh, Saint okay. Paul, Minneapolis. That's where he's living right now, and. Uh, he is actually a Chicago guy, born and raised in Chicago. So he's a Bears fan, Blackhawks fan. He's a fan of all the Chicago teams, White Sox, Bulls. Uh, he's a fan of all the Chicago teams. Uh, he was harsh when Minnesota got knocked out of the first round. He loves just jabbing the Minnesota fans there, the ones that love the locals, the Vikings, the Wild, the Twins, uh, whenever they suck, Timberwolves, whenever they suck. He's the first guy to say, you know, just rib it, give it to them that, hey, your teams suck. He called Minnesota Choke City. Uh, after that first round uh, exit by the uh, Minnesota Wild. I'm officially now living in Choke City, he said. And it's kind of true. I mean, that's been a brutal sports town uh, in terms of success. Not not, not brutal in terms of the, lo- the love and the loyalty and the support. You know, they love their teams there. But I'm talking about the on-field, on-ice, uh, you know, success, on-court uh, success, any of that. There's been none of it, none, zero yeah. for Minnesota cool. sports for decades now. It's really been uh, tough for the people locally there. Yeah, it has been. I listen. I I have MLB TV. I watch the Twins religiously. I um, uh, you know watch the Vikings uh, out of market. Uh, I, I do it with basically all the teams. I got gotten on board with the Timberwolves with with a lot of the uh, the players there. It, it has been frustrating, right? Like I think the worst part about it is um, we're not terrible. Like I mean, the Timberwolves have been terrible, but they, they've sort of emerged. But they're a playoff team. The Twins have made the playoffs, but they haven't won a game in years. Uh, the, the Wild are consistently in the playoffs. The Vikings are always hovering around 500, if not in the playoffs. And so it's just almost almost like this always a bridesmaid type of uh, um, feel, right? Like we're, we're going to everyone's wedding. We're just never getting married ourselves. Uh, and so yeah. it's uh, it's tough in that sense. But you know what? Uh, we'll, we'll keep being optimistic. And I wish, you know, Alex was on the show. I'd love to get a little repartee going. But, um, you know, maybe next time I'll have to give him a text and, uh, uh, you know, kind of shoot back at him because Chicago sports um, – uh, hasn't been much to write Homer about uh, recently either. Yeah, I mean, wh- who are you to throw stones? Like ever since the Blackhawks won all those Stanley Cups last decade, you know what's been going on? Blackhawks have gone downhill again. Bulls, you know, not done a whole lot. Bears have been a disaster. 
You know, yeah. so it's it's like White Sox and Cubs. White Sox are supposed to be good, but they get bounced in the first. And the Cubs, you know, they they had the World Series, but nothing since then. So it's not like it's been uh, sunshine, rainbows, and lollipops <laughs> for Chicago sports the last few years either. But uh, he's right though about Minnesota. It's disappointing. Like the Wild are always a playoff team, and it's always an early exit. Twins are good enough to get into the playoffs, but not good enough to win a series or do anything. Yep. Can they? Can I? Can I get them to beat the fucking Yankees for once in my lifetime? Hey, they won last night. We beat uh, Nestor uh, Nestor Cortez. I don't know Finally. if you can say. It. I don't want a playoff series though. That's the thing. Yeah. Oh, playoff series. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it it sucks, man. We we the, the Yankees are uh, to quote Pedro Martinez, the Yankees are our daddy. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and you're their bitch. Yeah, that's yes, exactly yes, it. We, are. we absolutely are the bitch. No, that's exactly it. Uh, so that's that's you're right. They won last night. We'll give them a little props for that. But you know, Timberwolves, uh, they had a chance to beat uh, Memphis there and let it go. Uh, so yeah, there we go. We got someone else in the chat. Eric Erickson, Minnesota here. Go Vikes! Yeah, I, Godspeed to all of you people uh, in Minnesota. That's all I have to say because Eric know, Erickson's a hell of a Minnesota name. That's yes. uh, that's he's a, like a he's like a Viking through and through. He, he's been on like warships. That's a great, that's a great, that's a great Scandinavian name. That is definitely uh, sound the uh, horn there. I, I like that. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Vikings showing out this season, says someone in our chat. Yeah, I mean, we'll see about that. But, uh, hey, that division is uh, – uh, Green Bay is still the team to beat, but Green Bay's not exactly – you know, dom- world beaters, in my opinion, coming into this year. How do they adjust with no uh, Devontae Adams? That defense is still a little susceptible, in my opinion. Uh, you know, the Lions stink. They're not going to be any good. I actually think the Bears could be a little bit of a – sleeper just because i love the way they drafted it's really got more than anything to do with that they drafted very well uh vikings will have to see but uh, they needed a change obviously with zimmer but you know we'll have to wait and see how it goes there in minnesota but uh, that nfc north like even if you're not green bay or detroit's not going to do anything so take them out of the mix but could chicago push green bay a little bit perhaps could minnesota push green bay a little bit perhaps yeah they could yeah, I, I I think you know I'm an overly optimistic Vikings fan, so I'm you know I'm going to say the coaching change is going to be the catalyst of, of some some wins. I think it was like the blind leading the blind with uh, Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer, but um, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think Green Bay too. You see some chinks in the armor, right? Devonte Adams gone. Is Aaron Rodgers going to decide four games in that he wants to host Jeopardy? Um, you know what's what's going to happen? Yeah. So uh, I'm bullish on Vikings. Right. But uh, uh, I would push back on the Bears. I think, uh, you know, no disrespect to Justin Fields. He's a phenomenal athlete. Seems like a nice guy. But uh, I, I don't think he's an NFL quarterback, irrespective of Matt Nagy's incompetence. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, I, I'm bullish on the Vikings, and I'll, I'll, I'll remain saying that until uh, until we're 8-8 eight and eight or 8-9 eight and nine now, a 17-game season, and we're sitting out. Yeah, I always said when Fields was starting, let me take you down because we're going through Justin Fields. Nothing <laughs> is real. No touchdowns to get thrown about. Justin Fields forever. <laughs> that was my little ditty I did last year when Justin Fields was struggling, obviously, uh, for the Chicago Bears uh, last season. Uh, we'll see if a full season is going to help him there uh, a little bit. Uh, but definitely uh, – that's enough NFL. We are a hockey show, so we'll get back to uh, <laughs> to get back to hockey talk. Uh, before we get into specifically tonight's game, and we'll like it's the only game we'll spend a good amount of dissected every inch, every angle, sides, totals, player props, uh, all that stuff. Uh, Nate, let's get your thoughts on just the Avalanche, the team that is awaiting the winner of the Eastern Conference Final. Uh, this team has just been spectacular. 
when you look at it. I mean, it's been everything. It's been the forward group. Uh, it's been losing Nazem Kadri, and you can throw it to JT Comfer in his spot in the second line at the center spot instead and not lose too much. I mean, there's a small drop back, but JT Comfer's a very capable player, and he showed it throughout that Edmonton series. What to me stands out even more, we know McKinnon and Ranton and Landeskog. We know the forward group's great. That's six on the blue line. It's loaded, and they're all great. I mean, my goodness, McCarr, Taves, Manson, Eric Johnson, Jack Johnson, Bo Byram, and they don't even have Sam Girard, you know, who's one of their absolutely better defensemen and has obviously broken sternum, suffered uh, in the second round uh, against the um, uh, it was the Blues, that series. He suffered the broken, broken sternum out for the rest of the year. I mean, to see that one through six collective on the blue line, they all skate like the wind. They're one of those rare teams, Nate, where they can pinch the blue line, pinch the defenseman on every shift because they got right. the speed, the foot speed to get back in proper defensive posture and position and negate a transition or a rush chance. Like if the puck gets turned over uh, by Colorado, who the hell cares when you got the blue liners that can skate like they do? They can get back in proper defensive position, still negate a transition rush. How many times do we see McCarr do that? Uh, against Connor McDavid. I thought his defense was spectacular. Can we finally fucking pipe down about McCarr's defensive game? What more does he have to show you? I thought he was phenomenal uh, in that Western Conference final. Uh, his defensive game is all right, and it keeps getting better. Uh, and we saw that on full display. But they look they look like they're uh, poised for a Stanley Cup at this point, uh, with all due respect to the Rangers and the Lightning, which, which would be a tough series. But, boy, it's going to take something pretty special to beat Colorado, don't you think, with the way they've played so far? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, there when you think of, I, I guess, and you get through a Tampa and like this mini dynasty, you know, you throw the Blackhawks from, you know, a few years ago. And I th it, it feels like uh, a team that's been on the cusp for a while and they're just destined to get there. Right. Like to your point, um, I, I also think Edmonton was the best possible matchup for them. Right. Like, you know, Edmonton is a, a worse version of Colorado uh, and less less uh, flexible in how they can play. I think you look at guys like Landis Gog, obviously Kadri out. Um, Comfort, you mentioned it. Like they can play both ways, right? They can play quick transition hockey. They can score, but they can also play dirty hockey. And, and Edmonton was like a JV version of Colorado, right? Less puck moving defenseman, defensive liability, terrible goaltender. It was a dream matchup. But I think when you look at what Colorado did to the Blues, who I think are a great playoff team, um, getting through that series, you know, relatively handily, um, it's going to be tough to beat them. Um, it, I, point taken on McCarr as well. I mean, it's it's hard to be poor defensively when you skate like that. Like you can you can when you can match McDavid stride for stride skating backwards. We've seen that highlight. It's amazing. The big risk for me is um, well, it depends who they get on a matchup. I think the Lightning, and I'll touch on this with in the Rangers game, but I think they could play two different styles too. And John Cooper's flexible. I think they can lock it down defensively. So I think that could be an interesting matchup for Colorado if they come through. And I don't trust Darcy Kemper uh, in the playoffs. Uh, as a Wild fan, uh, as somebody who's seen him in, in primetime games, like if he's back from injury, I don't know what you're going to get. And with you know Frankie number two for the, the Avs, I mean he's that, that's not a Stanley Cup caliber goaltender. So I think if you run into a hot Vasilevsky, who, who I think the Lightning will come out of this this series, that could be a little tedious for Colorado. But right now, it feels like it almost feels like that Ray Bork year, right, where I think Bork finally got got the cup. Uh, it just feels like destiny. Yeah, no question. That was, uh, of course, the last time that the uh, uh, Colorado Avalanche were in the uh, Stanley Cup final uh, was that uh, great year after 22 years. Raymond Mark, the great Gary Thorne uh, quote when he raised the cup in the in, in the air. That was just uh, outstanding stuff. Uh, and yeah, that's that's hard to believe. It's been 21 years for Colorado since they've been in the Stanley Cup final.
Well, particularly, I mean, you look at what was it? Adam, Adam Foot, Rob Blake, Joe Sackick, Peter Forsberg, Alex Tangay, Milan Hayduk, like those teams, you remember I always wanted to like land on those teams when you, when you played the NHL video games, like if you randomized it and you got Colorado, you're like, this is going to be a fun game, right? I mean, they just could yeah. score the hell out of the puck. Uh, and we're heavy on the back end and like those Red Wings, obviously avalanche rivalries. Um, but yeah, it is amazing. That's been that long, but, um, th this team is a low, I mean, they're absolutely loaded. Like you look at Landis Gog, who's like a great offensive talent, great center. He's not even like a primetime guy Rantanen, you know, McKinnon, obviously Kadri when he's healthy and McCarr is potentially the best player in the world. Like, I don't know what else you say at this point. <laughs> uh, he's amazing. No, he's absolutely outstanding, uh, and his stock, like there are already people saying he is the best player, like above McKinnon, above Matthews, above McDavid. That's where people have McCarr just based on this playoff run, and he's in the conversation. I mean, I don't like it's it's splitting hairs. It really is right. when you're comparing them, and you remember you're comparing defensemen to a forward, so two different positions. That's something you got to factor in as well uh, to the argument and to the debate. But uh, there's no doubt he's absolutely in the uh, conversation, and uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Colorado, exciting to see Colorado in the Stanley Cup final because of how great they've played. All right, let's turn our attention to tonight. It is a pivotal Eastern Conference final, Game 5, series tied 2-2. It has that feel, at least for me, Nate, that winner of this game has got a great chance to win the series because I think if New York wins, they now put themselves in a spot where who cares what happens in Tampa? We control home ice in Game 7. We're moving to the Stanley Cup final. Whereas if Tampa wins tonight, they're going to have probably an excellent chance to carry that momentum and close it out in game six at home. And the Rangers have been a, definitely a different team on the road throughout these playoffs than at home. So that makes this a big one tonight. We're on the air for our live BetCast tonight, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. So if you want to join us for the BetCast, send a DM or email me. It's going to be live betting analysis. Bring your beers with you, anything. It's a bar pub type of atmosphere for the BetCast. So uh, make sure you... Uh, uh, let me know if you want to join us uh, on the BetCast for that. But we got Lightning Rangers, Lightning minus 130, uh, road favorites here, five and a half the total uh, in this game. There are definitely going to be people out there with the sentiment that the Tampa Bay Lightning have found their game. They're ready to take over this series, and that's just about it for the New York Rangers, that now that the Ra Lightning have it going, they're going to be able to transfer and translate what they did in game three and in game four at home and be able to do it here on the road tonight at Madison Square Garden in game five. Maybe that's true because you're right. They look like they've found their game. They're playing at a very high level again, especially defensively. I mean, don't be fooled by the shots on goal in game four. I thought a lot of the Rangers shots were not very dangerous, not very threatening. You know, Tampa Bay really, really put forth a clinical, surgical, sound, structured defensive effort. Uh, from start to finish in game four. And, you know, Vasilevsky was very good too, but I thought they made life pretty uh, comfortable for him because of how well they defended Tampa Bay uh, in front of him. And they did a better job even than game three, you know, uh, defensively against the uh, Rangers. Even though I think the Rangers had more shots in game four, it's a funny dynamic. They had more shots in game four than in game three, the Rangers, but I thought they were far less high quality, far less dangerous. Uh, with their with their chances and their shots on goal, so credit to Tampa Bay for that. Uh, Anthony Sorelli's been great defensively for them, terrific defensive forward, no question. We know offensively when you have Kucherov, Stamkos, and Palat, that trio getting it done like they did in Game Four, it's going to be difficult, you know, to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning, no question about that. 
Um, but definitely a situation where, you know, I don't want to sell New York short. The biggest concern I have with New York is not that they can't get the momentum back. They can because they've been phenomenal on home ice. They've won eight straight home playoff games at Madison Square Garden uh, coming into tonight. Their only home playoff loss was way back in game one uh, against Pittsburgh. Spicy pork and broccoli gate, uh, if you will. Uh, that's the last time they lost a home playoff game. So that was a long time ago. Uh, and uh, ever since then, they've won every home game, which has been good to see. Uh, Zabanajad's been a machine at home. I don't know what it you want to look at specifically. We'll get to props in a second, but you know whether it's shots on goal for Zabanajad, whether it's to score a goal, a power play goal. I've talked about that particular prop because the majority of Zabanajad's goals have been on the power play. So I always say, why take him plus one forty or plus one fifty anytime goal score? Uh, just or why take just that when you can take plus 150 plus 160 to get a power play point you know for uh, Mika Zibanejad and Adam Fox you got to keep riding his power play point prop in particular you know if you want to take him to get a point bet him to get a point you know it's like minus 160 or minus 170 you're not getting a bargain but if you take the power play point prop which he has been he's always been factoring in for the most part on these Rangers power play goals, you can get that at like plus 155 or plus 160. I think that's a great bet if you're looking at some Rangers props tonight. Uh, Philip Heedle and Ryan Strom, the status of these two centers is the biggest worry I have for the Rangers, though, tonight. They're going to be game-time decisions. Heedle left game four with that injury that he suffered, uh, only played seven minutes. It's an upper-body injury for him. He'll be a game-time decision tonight. Same goes with... Um, Ryan Strom, although Gerard Gallant in his uh, press conference this morning was a little bit more optimistic and hopeful uh, about Ryan Strom uh, being able to play tonight for the Rangers, which would obviously be a huge uh, boost for sure. No question about that. Uh, and he's a guy that at home has put up uh, uh, some points as well in the playoffs. Heedle's been a revelation, so uh, that would be a real shame for the uh, Rangers if he's not able to uh, suit up tonight for them. Uh, so keep an eye on those two. Um, I'm honestly leaning toward New York, to be quite honest with you here, uh, in Game 5 tonight. Um, I, I am concerned about Heedle and Strom playing or not playing. I'm concerned that Tampa Bay's found their game, and we know when they found their game against Florida, Florida had no answer, and they got swept. So I'm kind of thinking, you know, Tampa Bay these last two games, Nate, they played like they did against Florida, and Florida just couldn't win a game in that series. And now that they've found that particular level of performance, Tampa Bay, is it going to be the same thing? Rangers just can't win. Uh, when Tampa Bay plays like this, but I think the Rangers have a have a punch back in them. They've been a character team. They've been a grit team. They've been a face adversity team and come out the other side of it throughout the playoffs. Down three one to Pittsburgh, come back and win in seven. Down three games to two against Carolina and two nothing in that series, and come back to beat the Hurricanes. Uh, this is a team that's taken a punch and they have punched back and they've done it repeatedly here in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So you can't underestimate their the, the resilience and the resolve of the Rangers. And it's kind of like the resilience and the resolve and the tenacity uh, they play like throughout these playoffs that, that their head coach played like in his playing career. Gerard Gallant, hard-nosed. You don't ever touch Steve Eiserman or fuck with him. <laughs> Gerard Gallant on the ice way back when in those uh, 80s and 90s Detroit Red Wings days. Uh, so I think I think the Rangers are the side I'm looking at here. I mean, I'm not ready to totally dismiss them yet. I know it's everyone. A lot of people are doing it, and I know there's going to be a 
good handful of people saying this is the night when finally a road team wins the game because Tampa's got all the momentum. They found their game. Rangers can't do anything about it. That's uh, Shesterkin looks a little worn down and fatigued in the last game. Yeah, I do agree with that to some degree, but uh, I think he can step back up and play a, a hell of a game here tonight at home. I don't buy into the, uh, the, the fatigue argument necessarily uh, for us to and I think he'll be fine, and I think he'll be capable of playing very well. So I haven't locked it in yet, but I'm leaning Rangers right now, plus 110. I would only look toward New York here as a slight home underdog. Nate, what do you think here? Game 5 Eastern Conference Final. Yeah, um, I'm probably on, on the opposite side. Uh, obviously, favoring a, a road, uh, uh, you know, a road favorite in this series or in the playoffs in general is tough. Um, so you know, there's a little juice on the, the minus 130. But when I think you look at when, when you look at the Rangers, right? You mentioned they've taken punches um, and they've come back. But I think when when you get to this point in the series, all of a sudden there's now expectations, right? It's the Eastern Conference Final. This is a young team. You talk about the kid line. You talk about Keandre Miller. You talk about Adam Fox, uh, um, Lindgren, who are young. Like they, they, you know, probably haven't to this point, they didn't realize they were supposed to be eliminated a few rounds ago. And it's like, you know, we're down three, one to Pittsburgh, no pressure. We keep winning pressures on Pittsburgh down two games to Carolina. You know, we keep winning at, they open this series up two to none. Right. And so then it starts, the, the expectations start to creep in Tampa wins one Tampa wins two. And now I think you see the pressure transition to the Rangers in some ways in my mind. Um, and I just think, you, you pointed out the biggest keys to me are, are Strom and, and Hedo, right? Um, if they can't play, you're missing two centermen. You're shuffling lines. Uh, you're trying to find combinations that work when you've already found a lot of chemistry. And you have uh, a team, you know, when you look at the Rangers and expected goal differential five on five this playoffs, they're the worst team, right? And obviously Shesterkin's going to, you know, I don't, I don't know how, how into your, your podcast you guys are into advanced analytics. Some people say fuck them, and I tend to agree in a lot of circumstances. But the, the, the scoring chances the Rangers can create five on five have been few and far between. 30% yep. of their goals this series have been power play. The last two games, they've only scored on the power play. Um, and the Lightning, I think, have adjusted their game to stay out of the box. And so um, to, to me, if those centermen are out, I don't think the Rangers generate a lot five on five, which means I'm actually also leaning the under also. I'd maybe go under five for better odds. But um, – I'm on Tampa Bay based on just their ability to 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 create five on five scoring chances. I think Kucherov has been all world the last couple of games, um, and, and I like Tampa Bay. Uh, and if you don't like the juice, I maybe go on regulation or I look puck line. But I, I don't think the Rangers can consistently score without power plays. And and the other thing you see, uh, I'll, I'll end this monologue. But you look at the first game. If you throw out six two in the first game where Tampa's off nine days rest, I think this series has mostly been theirs. And then, you know, you throw out some of the power play goals to me were head scratching. Like in Tampa, you regularly play Washington, right? In some sense, being in the same conference, Vetchkin's office over there is the same as Zibanejad. Like how, how is he getting so many one-timers, right? And so I think Tampa's yeah. probably adjusted how they're going to kill. Um, so the power play is a little less lethal. They did, they did score last game. So to me, it's, it's Tampa. I'm going to go with experience. I'm going to go with health. Um, it's basically a wash at goaltender. Um, you know, MSG might be the great equalizer tonight and maybe Rangers win, but I'm on Tampa. All right. On Tampa Bay, minus uh, 130 and the under. You like the under as well. Uh, five and a half, minus 140. Or as Nate said, if you want a little bit more uh, bang for your buck, a little bit better price, a little more value, go under five and get that yeah. at a plus price instead. Uh, and uh, always tricky with the five because you always have the empty net situation that can come into play. Uh, late in the game uh, more than ever it's sometimes worth it to pay up for the five and a half if you like and under these days because of just how dicey it can get with the empty net and how long how early now coaches across the league pull the goalie 
uh, when they're down by a, a goal or two late in the third period. But uh, no, the, uh, I'm certainly not looking at the over. I'm certainly not interested yeah. uh, in the I over. Think, I, I think as you go farther in the series too, right, we're game five now, the, the pressure mounts, uh, you know, it gets harder to make plays. Uh, the refs are, are a little less liberal with the whistle. Um, and you had four games to scout power play uh, on each side and, and to implement structure, right? I think you look at Tampa, like John Cooper said it three times, the, uh, you know, uh, New York is great on odd man rushes and Tampa's just locked it down in the neutral zone, right? Like last game, as you mentioned, you know, New York had a lot of shots, but not a lot of deadly chances. And so um, I think at this point, these teams have seen each other enough. You have the goaltending pedigree on both sides, like, uh, you know, six, six and a half seems insane to me. I, I think I go under for sure. I like the over in this series in one game, and that was game one. And I said, I think this is going to be a low-scoring, you know, defensive-minded series. But I like the over in game one for various, very obvious reasons. And that was the only game that went over the total. Off the long layoff for Tampa Bay, nine days off, sloppy defensive breakdowns. We saw them right away, the first goal of that game one. I remember it. There's Kreider all alone in front of the net. How the fuck does that happen? Yeah, I mean, and all of a sudden, just a terrible breakdown. And uh, it was just not a sharp performance, especially at the defensive end of the ice for the Tampa Bay Lightning. The game went over the total. And we've had every game stay under ever since then, which is kind of also what I expected. Game two, game three, and game four. It would finally get to that, you know, lower scoring brand of hockey. Both teams would be better, especially Tampa defensively. And you've got two the two best goalies still standing in the Stanley Cup playoffs facing off here, Igor Shosturkin and Andre Vasilevsky. So, uh, I said this would be an under series and it's ever since game one, which is the one time I like the over it's played out that way. Yeah. Well, and by the way, the thing I'd add on the Tampa side too, to come back to it, I mean, even if Strom plays and maybe glance optimistic, but he was optimistic. They said Strom was going to play last game. Uh, he was at morning skate. Like, I don't know. I mean, it was a lower body injury unless it's like a Charlie horse, right. That, that, you know, is, is shrunk in size. Like he's still going to be hurting. I, I don't think he's the same player. He's one of their you know, best defensive forwards. He's typically on their power play. He's a great centerman. So if he and Hedl are out, and Hedl being out, I think, disrupts the kid line. I, you know, I just don't see where New York finds flow five on five, which, again, translates to ideally the under. And, and in my opinion, you know, Tampa has the side. But there, there could be some magic still at MSG, and I think that's what makes me a little nervous about uh, you know, betting a, a, a road favorite, right? When you're paying for a road favorite, that's, uh, that's never favorable, unless it's Colorado, I guess. Five-on-five five offense was great in game one when they pounced on Tampa Bay on you know, with the nine days off. But you're right, since then, that where's that five-on-five five even strength offense been for the New York Rangers? It's been tough. I mean, after game one, they won 3-2 in game two, but they did get one of those on the power play. The 3-2 loss to Tampa, the only two goals were the power play. Uh, the, the one goal they scored against uh, Tampa in the 4-1 loss was on the power play. Uh, so, again, it goes back to that saying they got to be better at five-on-five. Or else they aren't going to win this series. If we see that level of inefficiency and lack of production, lack of scoring punch, lack of offense at five on five, even strength, once again tonight, you know, for the New York Rangers, they aren't going to win this game and they probably aren't going to win this series. So that, that's definitely what's going to have to end up uh, uh, improving for them tonight here in uh, game five. All right, player props, Nate. Uh, what do you like in terms of those? I've already mentioned some of them. I like Sabanajad props for the Rangers. I'm I like Corey Perry. I'm going back to the well with him. There was actually some talk that he's banged up a little bit. Actually, there was some even slight concern he wasn't going to play, but he's going to be good to go. He'll be in tonight. Uh, and I think Corey Perry's had a boatload of chances, just hasn't gone in yet. I think eventually something's going to go in a deflection, 
you know, a, a tip or redirect, you know, something off a skate, you know, some, some kind of goal where he's banging and crashing the crease there and he pounds a loose puck in past Shesterkin. You know, at some point, I think it's going to go in for him. So Corey Perry point goal scorer prop I like as well. But uh, what are some of the props, player props that you like, Nate, for this game tonight? Yeah, I mean we're on the same uh, page in Corey Perry, the worm, right? I'm all over. Um, I'm all over Perry to to uh, over you know half a point tonight. He's been on the power play. I think the other thing is he's a guy. Um, if he doesn't get it going during the game, if there's an empty net situation, he's often on the ice. Um, so you have that sort of added benefit in terms of of getting a point. Um, I think he's been great. I mean he's a he's a great playoff type guy. It looks like we got another addition here. Uh, we do. That's Andrew sliding from outside. It looks like he's outdoors awesome. right now. What's up, Andrew? What's up, guys? We have How a polite guest. He said he's going to interrupt his prop thoughts just to say hello to Andrew. So <laughs> we have a nice guest. Very good. <laughs> I'll, I'll What's up, Andrew? How it. are you? Hey, cool. looking um, forward yeah. to it. If... Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say it felt weird. No game yesterday, guys. Yes, it yeah. did. Yeah. I mean, we're soon enough. We're only going to have baseball, so let's let's relish the NBA and NHL finals. What we have, uh, <laughs> definitely. But uh, definitely. no, yeah. Props, you know. Uh, love Corey Perry. I love uh, Palat. Um, Palat, and I think he had yeah, three definitely. three points last game. Uh, he scored obviously the the game winner in in game three. When you're playing with Kucherov and you're getting power play minutes, I mean, Kucherov has been unbelievable the last few games. Like just being on the ice with him, you're 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 going to get a point. Um, to, you know, Palat just sliding him the puck. So Palat was like. Over half a point, I think, was minus 110. Uh, I'm all over that. He's another guy, defensive forward. He's going to be out there at the end of the game if there's an empty net. Um, he's, a, he's a great overtime playoff type player, and he had like 60 points in the regular season. I, I'll take even money uh, on that or, or uh, better odds all day. Um, and then the last one for me, well, I guess uh, two more. Um, I take Fox on the power play points. Ian, you've been all over it. Like, I've been betting that. Anytime they yep. score on the power play, you know, Fox is facilitating and it seems like it's the only way they've scored. So uh, happy to take that at plus money. Um, and then I'd, I'd maybe look at Vasilevsky over 28 and a half saves. I mean, the Rangers, um, in terms of shots on goal during the year, do a pretty good job of getting pucks on net, whether or not they're dangerous shots or not, who knows. But they, they forced the issue in Tampa last game. I think if they're down at all at home here, they're going to have to force the issue. So I like Vasilevsky over uh, 28 and a half saves as well. Yeah, they did have 30-plus shots each of the last two games, even in Tampa, this uh, Rangers team. Uh, and the last home game, I believe, they had 30, yeah, 30, they had 34 shots on goal in game one, 28 game two, 30 in game three, 35 the Rangers in game four. So, And again, this is a spot where if you're the Rangers back home, you're going to be energized. You know, you know you got to play better, especially at five on five. You got to try to generate more. I think it's kind of a throw the puck on, on net as much as you can mentality Absolutely. tonight against Vasilevsky try to get something going at five on five offensively so that's a good thought there that maybe Vasilevsky's over saves prop might be worth a look yeah Andrew go ahead what's kind of crazy too is that uh I liked I took a stab at Shesterkin's number last game and it was relatively higher than we've seen throughout the playoffs and I you know sometimes you just look foolish when you hype, hype up a pickup quite a bit. And I was like, they're going to throw everything they possibly can at the net. And this is for Tampa at Sturkin. The funny thing is they played their best game of the series and had as you know, the fewest amount of shots they've had all series, which right. is kind of funny because like, sometimes you want to say, yeah, throw everything on net, but sometimes you also want to have those quality of shots. And I feel like the shot quality for Tampa. So I agree as far as the Vasilevsky, you know, I, I don't even know if I would, 
going to go back to it was Shesterkin this time around, just because I think that they've realized that it's not as, you know, Tampa Bay has realized it's not as much about just peppering at his chest. His rebound control is good. It's more about getting him moving laterally and that kind of stuff and, and, you know, getting him off balance. So it's cool because sometimes for goalies, when you want to bet on these save props, you're betting it because you expect the team to pepper them with shots. But with this instance, I think New York's game will be peppering Vasilevsky. Tampa's game is is kind of more flashy. Um, I think when they're at their best, they're carrying the puck in through the blue line. When you see um, New York at their best, they're dumping the puck in behind the red line, you know, banging bodies in the corners, being physical and creating offense from behind the net. So I, I think as far as the, the uh, goalie save props, I completely agree there. I think Vasilevsky is the way to go there um, as far as that goes. And, you know, with these, I mean, plus 150 on Chris Kreider to score a goal or Mika Zibanejad to score a goal, excuse me, is just to me too too hard to pass up on. You know, I, I think that the as much as Shesterkin has been better at home for the Rangers, I think we talked about it, Ian, together before, their offense is also just better at home. And what's crazy is that I've been riding these unders in this series, but the fact of the matter is they've all just won by a hook. And I don't want to hear anybody talking about these empty net goals because that's part of that's part of hockey. It happens. So what's interesting to me is I actually kind of lean towards the over in this game. I think that we could potentially I'm not saying it's going to be over by a mile, but I think we could potentially get there just based on how, you know, five on five was seen a lot. Special teams, both teams are converting. And if we see even just a little bit of secondary scoring from each club, that could get us up and over the total because, Right now, it's been the Stamkos and Kucherov versus Kreider and Zibanejad show. You throw in a goal from Andrew Kopp or a goal from, you know, if Palat keeps going or Sorelli, all of a sudden we got yourselves, you know, a 4-3 hockey game. So I, I lean goals tonight, guys. I, I do think this series could flip back and forth and both teams protect home ice uh, until game seven, which I think that changes then. But as for right now, I actually kind of a contrarian pick from what I've been looking at before is I do look for goals tonight in this game. All right, like in, like in the over, it kind of like it's, if there's a better chance of it happening in New York probably than Tampa, and we've seen that. Uh, the only over was in New York, obviously game one. Uh, yeah. The layoff was a big part of that. Uh, the over that night, in my opinion, uh, but you know you're, you are talking also five and a half with some uh, shaded heavily to the under. You know we're talking yeah. minus one forty, minus one forty five to the point where pretty soon you're going to get a five. You know, if this drops any further, uh, so that's why. That's why if you haven't bet the unders, like if you haven't been riding the unders the last few games, like I say, if you want to jump in tonight, that is concerning. That you know you could see the Rangers push back hard offensively. It's it's still tough to yeah. bet over for me, quite honestly, because of just how tight it's been the last few games and how great these goalies are, and they seem to be keep, just keep getting better. Vasilevsky's gotten better. Shesterkin at home's been just phenomenal, but it does feel like you, it's low. It's, it yeah. does feel like what's cool too, Ian, is that it's great games with low with like it's like what you would yeah. say high event games with low right. goals. Yes, because that, that just points towards you know, and, and you know what's funny? Some like some like places like Prize Picks, like those type of like fantasy type websites, they actually offer props on blocked shots now. You guys know how in NFL you can bet not just rushing yards, but just amount of carries, rushing attempts. Yeah, 
Wouldn't that be nice if we could just bet that for hockey shot attempts, <laughs> just how many times someone tried to shoot the puck without getting blocked. Yeah. I mean, some of these guys, it would be like six and a half, you know, how many block shots we're seeing in the playoffs yeah. right now is, is unbelievable. Sergeyev, the line might be like twelve shots that he attempts. He just you know, shoots. Right <laughs> yeah, but, just uh, all off shin pads, all off shin on, pads. On the on the under, I'm on the under. I agree with you. I think the I I'd maybe take under five, like soft, just to just because of the plus money. Um, the, the one thing I think that benefits the over is like we've talked about, Ian Rangers power play has been unreal. Um, the bright lights at Madison Square Garden, the fan background. I think maybe you get a, another call or two that you wouldn't get on the road. Um, in terms of power plays for the Rangers, right? They had two power plays last game. They were one for two, but they only had two opportunities. So if that manifests into four or five power plays tonight in New York, I mean, the, the way they've been clicking, you got to figure that's at least a goal, if not two or three. Yeah, it'll be the, that power play is great. It has been the New York Rangers. And the difference in game four for Tampa Bay, because remember, Rangers got both of their goals on the power play in game three, even though they lost. But the big difference for Tampa Bay is they stayed out of the box in game four. They did a great job not giving the New York Rangers and that red hot power play those opportunities. That was significant for them. So uh, we'll see if that carries over here tonight in game five. Got to really maintain your discipline tonight because you could see the Rangers maybe get a couple more calls. So the, the Tampa Bay can't be doing things after the whistle. I don't want to see Corey Perry fucking slashing at Shesterkin <laughs> after the whistle, being a moron, which sometimes he can be, you know, from time to time he can. Let's be honest. Yeah. He get, loses his shit sometimes at, the, yeah, at gotta, bad times. Play along that line, right? Don't yep. cross it. Play along that line. Yeah, because he's good. That, that's his element. You know it, Ian. Yep. That's when he's playing his best. You just can't be a dummy and play go go past that line. No question about that. That's a hundred percent. He's good at that role. Get trying to rattle the goalie a little bit. Get in his kitchen a little bit. Uh, but you just can't cross it and be doing you know the shit he was doing. Uh, obviously, uh, at the end of that game uh, the other night or at the end of um, game uh, three. Uh, or, yeah, it was game. It was game three. It was a couple games ago where he's slashing him. A costly penalty, and the Rangers made him pay. Rangers ended up scoring uh, on that power play uh, in game three. So great but stuff, it, Andrew. Like you know, speaking of which, though, and that just real quick, in that game, in my opinion, and and you you know, every time I say anything bad about the Rangers, the chat just comes after me. But even though the the, the Rangers were up two nothing and Tampa Bay had to come back, I think five on five, Tampa Bay dominated that. That game and Tampa Bay scored their two goals, special teams as well in game three. But just the way that those goals happened for New York on the power play, it was just two weird penalties. One was Corey Perry, another one, I think they're both some type of goalie interference type penalties. Yeah. So take away those, and it's a different, it's a different hockey game. So playing along that line is huge, and both teams staying out of the box, I think, benefits uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they can maintain uh, that discipline. Is there anything else? Because, Andrew, I know you joined us late. Is there anything prop-wise that you didn't mention already that you want to mention, or is it just the uh, the uh, Vasilevsky prop you're looking at? No, I, I just like that Vasilevsky prop quite a bit. I, I do like the power play points, again, with, with uh, Zabinijed, just because of the value on that. I do think there's going to be some power plays. I just hopefully they stay out of the box a little bit. But um, that could obviously benefit the, the over, too. Um, Sorelli, and uh, I think if you look at Palat, like was mentioned before, he's someone that's continuously kind of undervalued because of just like how he has a 200 foot game. But if you look at his ice time, he's on the ice a lot, and when you're on the ice a lot, sometimes good things can happen. So, whether or not he was on there for offense or defense, 
sometimes when you're on the ice a lot, getting that ice time, you can develop and, and start to score. So, oh yeah, uh, one I had for the Rangers was uh, Andrew Kopp, you know, second line player plus one ten at DraftKings to get a point. I thought that was a pretty good price there. Yeah, the the last thing I'd add on Palat too, it's like uh, with, with how well Kucherov has been playing, it's like the, the the what I'll call the Cassian effect, right? Like when he's on the ice with McDavid fucking somehow he touches the puck and gets a point, right? Like when, when he used to play a bit with McDavid, like Palat, great offensive player, 200-foot game. He's playing with Kucherov, who has been flying. Like I love even money or minus 110 for him to score, and he gets power play time and end the game time. So that for me is it's, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, and Andrew Kopp, you're right. Andrew Kopp's been a great, great get, great find by Chris Drury, uh, the general manager of the New York Rangers. Uh, Andrew Kopp has definitely – uh, brought it here for this uh, hockey team. I think if I'm if I look back too, he hasn't exactly been always re- producing points on the road, but at home he's done a pretty good job of it throughout these uh, playoffs. Pittsburgh series, he collected points. Carolina, uh, multiple. He had three, a three point game in one of the home games against uh, Carolina. Uh, against Tampa, he had a point in the first game. So yeah, Andrew Kopp has done I think a little bit more of his offensive damage and point production at home here in the playoffs than uh, on the road, which coincides with the Rangers just overall you know, playing pretty well at home and riding an eight-game playoff home winning streak at Madison Square Garden uh, coming into tonight's game. So should be a good one. We've got the BetCast tonight at 5 p.m., 8 p.m., sorry, Eastern time. Uh, Make sure you join us for that. Uh, DM me if you want to join the uh, BetCast. Uh, Looking forward to that tonight. A pivotal game five here uh, in the Eastern Conference Final between the lightning and rangers uh great stuff from nate uh in his first appearance you know so good we're gonna have to bring you back i think nate you did a great job i'd, I'd love to be back uh it, it'd be an absolute pleasure looking forward to keeping the conversations going and some of the shit talking going and i'm in new york i'm in the belly of the beast i'm betting lightning tonight so hopefully you know the new york fans in the chat you know i don't really care it's been a good story them, far, but uh, uh it's, it's time uh, time for tampa to, to kind of take over Hey, Cheshire Cat says he only he only hated on me when I when I was you know rooting them against uh, the Penguins. It's like, come on, man! It was three one. Then Truba drills Crosby. He goes out, <laughs> and I mean, uh, this is the best series the Rangers has played in so far, in my opinion. So they're they're getting hot at the right. They've only gotten better as the playoffs have gone on. I'll say that. Yeah. I don't think it's wrong of me to say they they caught a break in the Pittsburgh series. It happens, but against the Hurricanes, they get it done in Game Seven. And they get it done here. So, I mean, I don't th- I don't think I'm hating when I say that stuff. <laughs> no, it's interesting. There's Again, it's two schools of thought. It's the Rangers' incredible win streak, eight in a row at home, versus Tampa Bay. Look, the last two games, it's looking like a team that, hey, after two losses, they found their game. They look like they might be better than New York, and they're ready to just roll on through, maybe win two more in a row, close it out in six at home. You know, there's a lot of people that believe that's going to happen. But you got to also factor in just how great the Rangers have been at Madison Square Garden, the resilience they've shown, the, the ability after a loss to come back strong. So it makes it an intri- that's why we watch games like this. That's why we're sports fans. That's why we love it. It's an intriguing game. It's a fascinating game, uh, and I'm looking forward to it uh, playing out tonight for sure. Uh, before we get to best bets, and Nate, get ready your first Ice Guys show best bet. Uh, make it count. Uh, it's coming up in just a few seconds. First, before we get to that, DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers get just one dollar. Uh, bet just one dollar on any NHL team. Get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they win. If DraftKings Sportsbook 
isn't available yet in your state or province, you can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN, uh, bet just $1 on any NHL team, get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL, must be 21 years of age or older, must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state or province. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. Uh, I won't talk anyone out of betting Kucherov to score. Obviously, we've seen what he what he's done the last uh, couple of games. It won't be as easy on the road. Uh, but very capable of still finding the back. Did score in game two, and I really liked Kucherov to score in game two uh, when he was awful. I thought he was horrible in game one of this series. Awful. One of the worst games you'll see Kuch play. But game two, he yeah. scored right away, and he's been very good in this series ever since. If that you know time. anybody willing to talk anybody off that, just let me know. I want to hear the reasoning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you no, know anybody he's... willing to talk someone off that bet, let me know who it is. <laughs> he's going yeah. crazy right now. Yeah, definitely. So uh, Alex, uh, yeah, he's obviously had a big party night last night. So uh, he's going to try to join us for the BetCast, by the way. And uh, Nate, if you're on with us again, you'll get to hang with Alex. Again, a Minnesota guy now that he's living there. And you're initially from there, uh, of course, the state of Minnesota. So you can really get back at him for all this Minnesota sports slander and hate that he likes to spew uh, every single. And he loves to spew it. Like when the Twins suck or the Wild choke or the Timberwolves blow it or the Vikings can't win a big game or whatever the case, he's the first one on Twitter talking about it and, and just, you know, loving it uh, that Minnesota is struggling as a Chicago sports fan that he is. Yeah. I, yeah. I may have to uh, come on and, and defend Minnesota's honor. I mean, it's it's not hard to find uh, instances of choking in Minnesota. Like I said, it's, it's always a bridesmaid for us, but a lot of optimism coming up. Big season for the Vikings. Twins are turning it on. We're going to beat the Yankees tonight. So, um, you know, particularly I think twins start Yankees start at seven. The twins have a lead. I'll definitely be on. Uh, yeah. Take that last point back about the twins. I'm on the Yankees run line tonight. So I don't want to hear yeah, that. Well, Dylan Bundy, are you matchup. Dylan friggin' Bundy, you're going to put your faith in that guy? He's pitched like Al Bundy. Last <laughs> not going to bet him. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not going to bet him, but, uh, you know, I'm just going to be a fan. He's a fan, Ian. Come on, he's a fan. Yeah, the, 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 twins, the Twins are up 3 nothing after, you know, three, four innings. Uh, let's call it 745. You can bet I'll be on the, the, the bad cast tonight to talk about it. If they're down 4 nothing. I might be busy, but. Uh... <laughs> I, I respect it. I like it. That's All right, guys. Good. All right, Andrew. Oh, Andrew, you are you, are you going? You got to go? What? I said, you got to go? He said, all right, guys. No, like, I'm, I'm out of no, here. No, no, no. I was going to say, uh, let's get to the best bets. <laughs> okay, there we go. That's go what on. I was saying. Yes, let's get to best bets. And let's start with you, uh, Andrew, the outdoorsman here on the uh, Ice Guys show today. What do you like here for best bet tonight? Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I can't believe I forgot about this. But, uh, yeah, I got to show you the view. I'm at, the, I'm at the family cottage here. I got the nice water behind me here. Me here. Oh, very good. Nice. Very nice. Yep. Makes me want to go to a cottage. Oh, we, you're, you turned your mic off, Andrew. Your mic. Uh, there it is. There we go. You muted yourself. There you go. Yeah. Andrew Cop, second liner. Obviously a guy that's kind of pass first and more of a hard-nosed guy. But I think at plus 110, it's the kind of price I want to look for. 
when I'm looking for a point prop. I don't want to always lay the 140, 145, 50. I feel like with him, he could be a secondary assist, primary assist kind of guy, or even pot one in tonight at home for the Rangers at MSG. So uh, I thought that was great value. So plus 110 on Cop to get a point. All right, there we go. Uh, Andrew Kopp to get a point for uh, Andrew McGinnis. Andrew for Andrew right there. Yeah, uh, Andrew Kopp to get Fireside a point for Andrew said he thought McGinnis. I had a still image. It wasn't yeah. my green screen today. Not, not a green <laughs> screen today. <laughs> no, that's real life, real uh, outside uh, shot and view right there for uh, Andrew McGinnis at the uh, Palatial Cottage right there in Nova Scotia for Andrew there. All right, Andrew Kopp, best bet. Uh, to get a point for Andrew with his best bet. All right, Nate Rapensky, great job. First time on the show as a guest. What do you like, Nate, for best bet? Yeah, I'm going to keep it simple. Uh, I love uh, both Tampa minus 130. I think you can get it minus 125 at a number of books. It's not a terrible price to pay. Obviously, it's a road, uh, um, you know, road uh, favorite. And Rangers on an eight-game win streak, so it's tough. But I think when you look at the injuries up and down um, or the Rangers lineup, I think when you look at the experience on Tampa, goaltending is a wash. The Rangers haven't created five-on-five offense consistently, um, and Tampa started to stay out of the box. Um, I'm on the experience here, and, and Tampa, who has still a lot of motivation, you know, going for a, a three-peat to, to get to that series with Colorado. So Tampa minus 130 for me, also probably going to sprinkle them in regulation, plus 125. Um, and listen, you know, Rangers fans who, who have an issue with that, I'm glad you got to dust off the, the hat that's, you know, probably been sitting in your dresser for a few years. Now that the uh, the Rangers are relevant again, but uh, I think we get we get Tampa on six here, and, and I'm going to back them tonight. Now, how's that for some smack talk? Wow, <laughs> that's just laying the smack down on those Rangers fans there. Holy I shit! See I mean, listen, man. Yeah, I, I've been in New York for two years. Obviously, we'd have a pandemic, but uh, you know, a lot more Rangers hats out uh, uh, recently. So I don't know if people have visited Lids and bought them or um, well, what's going on. But people, you know, seem a lot more willing to, re- to wear that apparel now that they're relevant again. So. They've uh, they've been sort of keeping those things for the Lundquist or Mike Richter era. They haven't really broken them out since then, but uh, now now it's uh, everyone's back on the bandwagon. Wow! If you did, if you didn't know this guy played hockey at some point, uh, now you know. Uh, with that <laughs> level of chirping right there, uh, you clearly had some experience with that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so Rangers fans, it's nothing personal, says uh, Nate. But uh, like in Tampa Bay here, minus 130 and a little sprinkle in regulation as well uh, with the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning for uh, Nate Rapensky with his uh, best bet. Uh, my best bet for this one, I'm going to go with, uh, you know what, it's tough. I'm, I I like the Rangers a little bit, but I don't want to make it. But I'm going to probably try a prop again tonight uh, as far as best bet goes. I'm going to do shots on goal. I'm going to go Mika Zibanejad uh, over shots on goal. I mean, I think he's going to score, and I like his power play point prop, too. I, I was going to use that as a best bet, but I want to look more toward he's going to get the looks. He's going to get the chances, and you're going to see him fire in the puck a lot. And if you buy into that, if you look at the last two games, rather, in Tampa, you probably can buy into the fact that he's going to shoot the puck uh, quite a bit. Uh, the last two games for Amika Zibanejad in Tampa Bay, Game 3 and Game 4, he had five shots on goal. Uh, in both of those games, and you only have to lay a buck thirty-five, a buck forty, with Mika Zibanejad here over two and a half shots on goal. Uh, I like that quite a bit. That's what I'm going to go with uh, for best bet. Uh, Mika Zibanejad, New York Rangers, DJ Z bands, uh, as we like to call him, because that was his DJ name in Ottawa uh, when he would uh, do some uh, DJ gigs there uh, in the nightclubs in his younger days. Uh, DJ Z bands, aka. Mika Zibanejad, uh, over two and a half shots, minus 140 uh, for uh, best bet uh, here for this uh, Thursday Ice Guys show. Uh, all right, great show. Uh, Nate, we'll get you back on for sure. 
because you're as into this betting thing as we all are. Uh, so uh, definitely we'll get you back on. Andrew, great as always. Uh, thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button. Betcast tonight, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we've got Lightning and Rangers, game five. Send me a DM if you want to join us for the Betcast. Uh, if you're a CFL fan, I'm sure I'll be keeping you up to date on that game as well because I'll have it on one of the TVs in front of me. So it's a great night coming up here uh, on a Thursday. Uh, looking forward to it. And a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. We do have a show tomorrow, by the way, even though there's no game because we already had him booked as a guest, and it's the kid. He's back with us again, Ray Bryce, as a guest tomorrow uh, on the uh, Ice Guys show. So uh, looking forward to that tomorrow, and we'll recap tonight, and we'll get Ray's thoughts at least on game six of this series. Uh, I'll see you tonight for a bit, Ian. All right, and there you go. Just yeah. announced right there, Andrew McGinnis will be joining us for on the betcast. I think Alex is going to try if he can pull himself out of his hangover and out of bed, whatever the fuck he's doing. Uh, I think he's going to try to uh, join us tonight for a bit on the bet. But you got Joe Madden on the betcast tonight. How about that? Uh, Joe Madden's going to be on the uh, betcast tonight as well for a bit. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, great stuff, Nate. Awesome job. Final words from you before we wrap it up. No, thanks, guys. Uh, appreciate it. You might find me, like I said, on the backcast tonight. If not, I'm excited to you know kind of keep this going. I also think uh, I mentioned a, a couple uh, non-DraftKings sportsbooks early in the show. No free ads. So uh, just encourage everyone to download DraftKings. <laughs> That's my job. You don't have to worry about that. That I they appreciate. They appreciate it. I'm sure. Uh, no question about that. Awesome show. Thanks to everyone for joining us. For Andrew McGinnis, for our special guest Nate Rapensky. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy Game 5, Eastern Conference Final. Good luck. Cash some tickets, and we'll be back with you tomorrow on Friday uh, for another edition of the Ice Guys and the BetCast tonight, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.